Grain to Glass. This show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the NPR. I mean, the internet. <laughs> According to our mothers. Darn tootin'. I was trying to do my best NPR No, it's, it's good, man. You know, I, I feel like the last 75 episodes, we've been missing something at the beginning of the show, and I think I figured yeah. finally figured out what it is. Cheers, man. Like... Oh, my God, man. Like, how have, how we, have we not thought of that? <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Cheers. Like, that. I feel like that's, that's the right start to this show. That is. I don't right. know why we haven't thought of that. Yeah, and cheers to you guys, too, out there. Cheers to you guys. Yeah, grab grab your pint or your road beer or whatever you have, and don't we don't condone road beers. That was a joke. <laughs> we don't condone them, but if you have one, cheers. <laughs> we live you in Wisconsin, guys. You shouldn't have that. But but <laughs> since you already do, cheers. <laughs> I'm not saying you should or shouldn't. Yeah. I'm saying you shouldn't. But cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no. So, man, what have you been up to beer-related since last week? All right. Uh, you know, got a strong bitter. I love the strong bitter, This is dude. a really good beer. It, that, like, I lifted that keg today because I was Did like... Did you get sad or Well, happy? so I, I I pulled the Kentucky Common out to yep. put uh, the beer that we forced carved in. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the Kentucky Common is the one that I've been kind of, like, pulling out and then putting back in, pulling out and putting back in. Right. Because... I really like that beer, but I really like this one better. So, yeah. uh, like, so, like, I, but I lifted both kegs. I'm like, well, let's see how it is. And it wasn't very heavy. Oh, like, no. I know. Like, I've been hitting it real hard this week. Yeah. Like, with GDQ going on and all that. Like, just, you know, no. glug, 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 glug. <laughs> Well, it's it's so good. It's the right ABV. I can't yeah. get anything like it anywhere around here. No, that's true. Like something like the common, I can I can go up to Bobtown and they have one on. I can uh, get facsimiles of them uh, right. at other places, but there's no good bitters around. No, which like I'm sorry, America, step up your game. Yeah, I was actually. Uh, I don't think we talked about this. I was disappointed. Um, by a brewery that I normally like beers from. Oh, no. Um, Are we going to name names? Yeah, I'm going to name names oh, if I can think of it. This is an expose. It's one in Duluth. Um, gosh dang. Are we talking it's, about Bent Paddle? Yeah, Bent Paddle. Their ESB? ESB. The ESB yep. is not a bitter. Yeah, and that's I was super disappointed because I saw ESB and I was like, yes, ESB, that sounds perfect. I drank it and I was like, what? the hell is this, this is not what i wanted why is there so much hops and no flavor and so i read it and they're like this is our take on it and i'm like no fuck your take don't on do it. your nobody take. cares do the recipe wait do, do, do like do it right like if you have if you have an esb on the menu what you want is you want those good toffee flavors well you want that thing. malt coming forward like with with but you want it completely balanced with some good, like, English bitterness. Yeah, if I was, if I wanted to buy an American hopped beer, I would buy one of your IPAs or one of your pale mm-hmm. ales. Like, come on. And it's a gripe. Like, I love that brewery. I, I think Bent Paddle's fantastic. Yeah. I like them a lot. I don't think it's a problem with their recipe. I think it's a problem with their philosophy on yeah. it. I've never been to Bent Paddle. Ah. Uh, yeah. 
the brewery itself because my brother had a beef with him. Really? Yeah, they kicked him out once. Oh, well, I, I, I'm, that's not surprising. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> he, they, they were like the fifth stop on their brewery bicycle tour. Oh, that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they didn't kick him out for being a straight-up aggressive asshole. Like, I don't want to no, give no, no, that no, image. No, 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 I'm sure they kicked him out for something silly. No, yeah, it's... Like, like he was being annoying I, for I, a dumb reason. I told the story of my brother getting kicked out of the bar in Czechoslovakia, right? Yeah, because he started the... The, the Mighty, Mighty Ducks, Ducks quacking, yeah. No, it's, it's so it's shit like that right. that gets him kicked out of places. And don't get me wrong... I enjoy that story. Like I, oh, yeah, I like it's funny. And it anytime that stuff is happening, I'm either the one instigating or yeah. right there with him. Participating, right. Yeah. No, so, you told the story about when your brother you and your brother stole what did you steal from a bar? Oh, a barrel. Yeah, you guys stole a barrel. Well, we tried to. We tried to steal. We ha- almost had it on the elevator <laughs> until his girlfriend yelled at us. Yeah. No, so like I, I didn't. I just wanted to make sure we weren't giving the image that Jordan's out here like fighting people. No, every day. no, no. He's it's the opposite of that. <laughs> Jordan likes everyone so much and gets along so well with everyone that he annoys people to no end with his ridiculousness. Yeah, no, he, like he brings this energy into the room, and everybody just is like, it's like a moth to a flame. Yeah, and then it's not always appreciated by bartenders and owners. Never appreciated, <laughs> never, because whatever he does, he's like, well, and so we were talking about this. Uh, traveling with my brother is an experience because. Like, I mean, the boy can't drink much anymore. Like, he used to he used to be able to go toe-to-toe with me, and I was, right. I was, I was proud of the boy. But uh, now, uh, <laughs> like, but anyway, so, but he's he still holds his own. And so now, like, we, we go out, and I'm drunk, he's drunk, his friends are drunk, and everyone still is like, Jordan, where we're going next? Yeah. And he's, with so much confidence, this direction. Like... <laughs> <laughs> He's the leader. I have decided. <laughs> he doesn't know where we are. We're in no. a foreign city. He's never been there before, but he knows where we're going. He know he's picked a direction and it's happening. <laughs> that happened more than a few times because he would look at me and be like, "Where should we go?" I'm like, "Well, I think we should go this direction." Well, I'm going this direction. Okay. <laughs> Guess we're going that direction now. <laughs> Sounds like Jordan. Well, and part of it's like he's a charismatic leader. Part of it's like, well, we could go that way, but Jordan's already going this way. Yeah, so, so he's we already better, made the decision. <laughs> so we better just keep up. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's not all about him being a leader, but part of it's like, no, and he's going to go that way if we don't. Yeah, so. no, because he doesn't care yeah. is the issue. Like, I'm I'm the person who likes to keep the group together and everyone happy. Right. And he's the one who's like a little carryover from your D and D DMing. Yeah, like, like I just I, I need to keep everybody keep on the, the same magic together. path. <laughs> like, guys, if we go that way, somebody's gonna die. <laughs> like <laughs> Let's keep the party together. Don't break up the party. <laughs> and that's what it is. <laughs> like we, we both have like that that we both have that leader role, but I'm like I'm like, I'll go wherever you need to go. I'm just going to corral everyone together. Like, oh, no. And then he's just like, I'm meandering. People are following me, I guess. That's pretty great. (laughs) You're like the Abraham to his abs snow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, well, he's going that way. Guys, we got to come on. (laughs) Come on. Come on. We're going this way now. (laughs) 
I don't know if that had anything to do with anything. Yeah, I don't know. Well, we got on a, we got on a side topic. A bit of a tangent. All right. Um, um, no, what something, you, something uh, yeah. that happened though. Un, not beer related, but it's a funny story. Oh, I um, will take that. Just happened today, and it reminded me of it when I came. I came down to the studio just now. I stepped on a nail. Um, didn't injure me. It was like sideways. We have some table issues right now in the studio, thanks to uh, the illustrious Matt. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's been some issues going on. But basically, there was a nail laying sideways. I stepped on it and like poked my foot, but not in a way that like the sharp point went into my foot. I am not injured, is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, but it reminded me, earlier today, my girlfriend and I went up uh, to drop off her keys and stuff from her apartment, because she just moved in with me. Which we talked so, about last week. Yeah. So we uh, we were driving down to the mall, Rosedale Mall in the cities, um, and we're coming back home from there. Like, we had to stop there and get a couple of things, because makeup, because women. And uh, we were on our way home, and the sensor pops up in her car. She's got, like, a really fancy Lincoln and shit. And, like, well beyond my understanding, I, I'm, like, a utilitarian Jeep guy. And she's like, it was pretty, so I bought it. Um, I have a Corolla. Yeah. But <laughs> it, it pops up, and it says, low like, low tire pressure. And I'm like, oh, jeez. So I, like, pull over into a gas station, and I'm looking at the tires, and I'm like, Inside. oh, the giant screw in the back tire is probably the issue. <laughs> that would and do it. And so there's this big old screw sticking out of the sidewall of the tire. Oh, no, not the sidewall. Yeah. So, uh, like, I can't plug it can't patch reliably. Because yeah. I could... So what I do, with like, when, when a nail gets in my tire, like, if it's in the tread, I put one of those plugs in. Yep. And then I just call it good, even though on the plug package, it's like, you should patch this with No, but like that's 10, what they're going to do at the store. Yeah, but like, I, like, it's like, you should patch this. And I'm like, I'm not going to do that. This is going to be fine. We all know that. Um, so, but in the sidewall, like, I'm like, mm, no, that's probably not going to be okay. And I was like, ah, shit, do I even tell her? Because she was already grouchy because it was hot and she had to move stuff. And I was like, well... Oh. There's a giant fucking screw in the tire. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, but see, if you didn't tell her, then you would be in that situation where you had this option. Where I'm trying to explain why I'm changing the tire. <laughs> <laughs> or she's like, she has a flat on the side of the road, and she calls you pissed off yeah. even more. No, I well, I was looking at it, and I was like, I have to change this, because I wiggled it, and I was like, maybe it's just like the very end. Nope. It was like all the way through and I was like, well, that's not good. <laughs> so I had to change it and I was like, there's eh, screw in the tire. Uh, one thing I want to preface, my girlfriend is very good at getting mad at me for things that aren't my fault. <laughs> She's also, I want to give her credit, very good at admitting that later and apologizing. Well, that's good. This was one of those situations. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you put that in there? <laughs> she literally, like... She was pissed off, and she's standing there in the parking lot, and she's like, it's too hot to be doing this. And I wanted to be like, you're not doing it. <laughs> I'm changing the tire myself. And you're standing there watching me. So I'm like, whatever, not a big deal. I'm like, okay, go sit in the car, turn the AC on. I don't need, like, you can sit, it's fine. Just go in there. I don't need you out here. And you can run the car. 
So she goes in there and she's like all huffy, fuming in there. Um, I get the tire changed. I we figure out like I have her call the place that changed her tires. Well, she, within twelve thousand miles, she has warranty for a hundred percent repair mm-hmm. on it. So it's fine. Uh, the tire's gonna get repaired for free. Yeah, and we're gonna bring it in tomorrow. So actually, the whole thing solved. Uh, I put the spare on. We're gonna get it fixed tomorrow. I get in the car and we're driving, and she's mad. And I'm like, this is going to be my fault somehow. Let's find out. And <laughs> I said something. And she's like, well, you don't have to be running over screws. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, okay, we'll talk when you're not going to be crazy. <laughs> Why'd you run over those screws, Rick? Why'd you run so over them? We made, we, we like, we figured it out later. But she just had to be mad for a while. Oh, 100%. 100%. No, it's just a funny story. Like, <laughs> that quote, like, you don't have to be running over screws. <laughs> yeah, I saw it, and I was like, oh, let's see if we can grab it with the tire. <laughs> I needed a free screw. <laughs> you know how expensive those are? Like a penny. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's just, I just hit it on purpose on the on freaking 35W. Just right. really well, want to do. Should we should we dive into some strong British ale here? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a beer show. We should probably talk about beer. We can talk about beer. Yeah, it's been a while since I guess. we have. I know. I would. I actually have a tire story that I would love to share. But no, we're gonna talk about beer. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Probably not because it's not that interesting of <laughs> a story. All right. Uh, so we're we're diving into seventeen uh, A. Have we done any other ones from this category? We. I don't. Uh, uh, oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we, did uh, the- we did the wee heavy. We've already done the old ale. Oh, we did the old ale too. I forgot that we had that one sitting over there. Yeah. Oh wow! So this is the last one. We did the English barley wine. Man, like we're just knocking stuff out. Well, this is episode what seventy six. We only have four more to go. Right. Yeah, we're yeah we're done with this category at this one. Yep. All right. So overall impression here, we're looking for an ale of respectable alcoholic strength, traditionally bottle conditioned and cellared. Can have a wide range of interpretations, but most will have varying degrees of malty richness, late hops, and bitterness, fruity esters, and alcohol warmth. Judges should allow, allow for a significant range in character as long as the beer is within the alcohol strength range and has an interesting British character. God damn it, Gary. <laughs> what the f- <sighs> Okay. Gary. It likely fits the style. Like, like, like as long as it's in this range and it's British, that's not it's helpful. probably good enough. So basically, I can just double the malt bill on my on my bitter here, my strong bitter. Call it a strong ale, and boom, we have a strong a, a strong bitter. Bi- like a, a no, strong a strong ale, ale that fits category. I guess because I mean it's vaguely Britishy. <laughs> like, what if we call it Mister Peanut? Like. <laughs> I guess technically you're right. Like, as long as it tastes Britishy and is in this range, it's a like, that's, strong that's, ale. That's a that's a shit like impression. It's like a horrible. Like, it's, a, it's a shit description. It's it's fucking shit in it. It is like, damn it. Uh, the malt and adjunct flavors and intensity can vary widely, but any combination should result in an agreeable palate experience. Like, I I don't mind the wide. Uh, the wide like interpretations when they're taking something like the uh, like the barrel age beers or the wood age beers when they're like it can fit any style yeah but when you're talking about a specific thing like the British strong ale I well, feel like you should have something better than 
Britishy. Yeah. Well, and it's it's not even that. Like, even if it was a wide range of interpretation, if you were to say something like, as long as it has British characteristics such as the following. Yeah. Like, that would make sense. Like, but he's, he's, just, he's assuming saying, that people have read everything before this. Yeah. But also, you're just saying it should be Britishy. Yeah. Like, so I, Nisa taste. What does that mean? Like, sl- slightly pretentious, but like very quiet at the same time. <laughs> and then after you're done drinking it, you feel like you need to take over the entire world. Yeah. While having bad teeth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it definitely gives you a strong <laughs> urge not to visit the dentist. <laughs> and that's how your beer should feel. What are you talking about? So judges, take note. (laughs) If it doesn't make you feel like that. We should also uh, mention that we do not have a commercial example to try. Yeah, we do not. we are, uh, well, we're bad people and couldn't find any. Yeah, we both searched this week. Actually, what happened was uh, it's the wrong time of year. Yeah. Uh, Because they're all winter warmers. All right, appearance. Let me talk about some aroma. Or yeah, aroma. Yeah, Sorry. let's I, hit I that went, first before you skip. I well, I I scrolled ahead. down a little bit to aroma, <laughs> and then like I was like, oh, we're one down. Gotcha. Uh, malty sweet with fruity esters, often with a complex blend of dried fruit, caramel, nuts, toffee, and or other spe- specialty malt aromas. Some alcohol notes are acceptable, but shouldn't be hot or solventy. Hop aromas can vary wildly, widely, but typically have earthy, resiny, fruity, and or floral notes. The balance can vary widely, but most examples will have a blend of malt, fruit, hops, and alcohol in varying intensities. See, that's that's good. Like, that gives you, like, a wide range, but tells you what it should be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, like, Gary got his <sighs> shit together at that point. Like... Yeah. Hopefully in flavor we get a little bit more specific than Britishy. Oh no no it's definitely just Britishy. Uh, all right uh, appearance Britishy. <laughs> it should be fairly Britishy. I uh, know. Uh, so we're looking for something that's deep gold to dark reddish brown in color. Uh, many are fairly dark. Uh, generally clear, although darker versions may be almost opaque. Uh, moderate to low cream to light tan colored head. Average retention. Uh, when you, like, the higher with the alcohol you usually go, like, that starts to hurt some of your head retention. Yeah, the lower your retention yeah. will be. All right. Your, uh, flavor, the most important part Ooh, of this. Flavour. This is where we find out if it should be Britishy. Uh, uh, is, is it Britishy? <laughs> medium to high malt character, often with rich, often rich with nutty toffee or caramel flavors. Light chocolate notes are sometimes found in darker beers. May have interesting flavor complexity from brewing sugars. Balance is often malty, but may well may be well hopped with which affects the impression of maltiness. Moderate fruity esters are common, often with a dark fruit or dried fruit character. The finish may vary from medium dry to somewhat sweet. Alcoholic strength should be evident, though not overwhelming. Dias little low to none, and is generally not desirable. Definitely not desirable. in any beer ever created. Um, so yeah, this is where like Britishy, uh, nutty toffee caramel flavors. Yep, which is what should have been put in the overall impression, other than Britishy. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, like uh, I, 
I'm a little upset about the term Britishy. Like, well, it, it doesn't actually say it that we created that one. Well, I know, I know. Well, but, but that no, but that's that's it's what it basically implies. what it was. It's just it's like British like. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry that we we like contracted and it, and it, it and into it, a single it put term. Put into quotes like Brit, interesting British character. What you're saying is it should be Britishy. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Hundred percent, and you just need to be super Britishy. It's very important. <laughs> All right, um... Mouthfeel's what you're looking yeah, for. Yeah, I know. I'm just... <sighs> All right, mouthfeel. Britishy. Yep. Move on to the next one. No, uh, <laughs> Medium uh, to full chewy body. Oh, that sounds nice. Alcohol warmth is often evident and always welcome. Low to moderate carbonation, smooth texture. So far, this this uh, style sounds like a British version of, uh, like, the American Strong Ale. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of what I'm getting. Like, it's, it's, that, it's that spot in between... Like, the the Imperial Stout and the Imperial Porter, like... Right. Yeah. yeah. And I was getting that, too. Like, it's it's the British version of that. Yeah. And I also wanted to say, like, mouthfeel medium to full chewy body. I That's how I classify my body. Like, a full chewy body. I don't get that when I look at you. Mostly because I don't want to chew on that. <laughs> It's full, though. That's too much fat for my taste. It is full, though, is what I'm saying. Oh, it's full of something. <laughs> I don't know if it's hot air or shit, but it's, it's not full as much as it used to be, but it is full. I, I I like to classify it that way, rather than saying I'm a big old fat fucker. Well, that's you and every girl on Tinder. On Tinder so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big, beautiful woman. <laughs> no, you're not, you're fat. Sorry. God damn it. No, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. All right. Uh, he's gone in three episodes, guys. British his, strong uh, ale. <laughs> anything Rick says does not affect the era, does not represent the views of Blinded Studios as a whole. <laughs> it represents the views of our fans. Everyone agrees with me. Right, guys? Everyone agrees. Let's move on. That's a very Jordan thing to say. <laughs> um, where are we at? Uh, I got messed up. British strong. You, no, you're talking about mouthfeel. No, I was talking about mouthfeel. You're on comments. You're good. Okay, good, good, good. Yeah. As an entry category more than a style, the strength and character of examples can vary widely. Okay, I'm going to stop you right there. Gary, you wrote these styles. <laughs> you literally wrote these, and you're like, well, this is more of an entry category. We could have broken it down into more styles. It's not really a style. That would have been more work. <laughs> it's a style in the style guideline, but it's not a style. <laughs> so get your shit together, first of all. Ah, God damn it, Gary. Uh, fits in the space between normal gravity beers, strong bitters, brown ales, English porters, and barley wines. Can include pale, malty, hoppy beers. English, What? No, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't at all. English winter warmers, strong dark milds, smaller burnt nails, and unique beers in the general gravity range that don't fit in other categories. Traditionally, a bottle conditional product suitable for celery. This whole beer is so basically it's just British like, shit that doesn't fit anywhere else. Yeah, it's like it's got British ingredients. It tastes Britishy, and it's, I don't fucking know what it is. So put it here. Yeah, just just go in there. Go in there. This is actually a really bad style. It's, like the, it's not a style. <laughs> this is literally a catch-all for when you fuck up. Yeah. Like, 
This is, hey, we want to make something Britishy with British ingredients, but we don't want to really fit it into any style, so we're not gonna, which is fine. Then you like you submit it under specialty or whatever. Right. Yeah. But we don't want to also we also don't want to compete compete a bunch of or against a bunch of other people. So we're gonna enter it under this one. Yeah. No, this is actually like probably the worst style we've come across so far. I, I am not happy with this. I don't I'm not either because this doesn't make any sense. Oh. We literally it makes, it makes sense. It's just a catch all. But it doesn't make sense because it's not a style. A style is things that are like each other. Yeah. This is things that aren't like other things. Well, it's like, well, we didn't want to go to England and do any research. This is the breakfast club of styles. That's what it is. Yeah, but I like the breakfast club. Well, you might like beers in this, too. I don't know if I will, because I'll be mad at them trying to classify them. <laughs> I actually think this is probably the dumbest style we've got oh, it's, so it's, far. Oh, it's rough. It's very because, rough. Because, like, it's not... The only thing grouping them is Britishy, and that's dumb. Oh yeah, yeah. It's <sighs> so. Remember so, when we were telling the BJCP they should sponsor us? <laughs> I don't think they're gonna now. Oh yeah, because your style's dumb. But this one. But we will tell the truth. This at least. one out of seventy. That's true. Six. Well, at least we'll be honest with you. Though. Oh no, one hundred percent. We'll tell you when you're shit. <laughs> This is dumb, BJCP. You got to figure this whole thing out. Let me talk about some of the history, and then maybe we can understand. Well, what really lost me was, like, can include pale, malty, hoppy beers. English warmers. Strong, dark milds. Smaller Burtonales. What what do you mean, smaller Burtonales? Smaller than what? (laughs) Like, so, like, I... uh, Thomas says they should name it the English Everything Else classification. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right, Thomas. I think that's actually correct. Yeah, Tom is definitely right on that one. They should probably just call it Britishy. It's just the Britishy one. (laughs) No, so uh, like I I was looking. So there's a beer museum in Burton on Kent. Okay. Right. Um, that's that's very significant to beer in the fact that it was like the birthplace of the modern IPA. Gotcha. So they're saying Burton Nails. So I immediately think Burton on Kent. So you're basically just talking about IPAs. Which would make sense. Yeah. But there's already an English IPA category that we made. Yeah. So wouldn't those go in? Yeah, why wouldn't those go there? And they're talking about smaller Burton Nails. So something below the IPA, but above the pale ale. Which, I can't imagine that the Burton, or the English IPA, is a higher ABV than 8. Unless unless they mean something else by Burton. Yeah, this is a very confusing category. I, all right, anyway, uh, history. The heritage varies, since this category generally reflect, reflects a grouping of unrelated minor... God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> nope, doesn't clear it up. Just minor styles what we with... Said. Limited production. Some are historical recreations, while there's are modern. Some directly descend from older styles, such as Burton Ales, while others maintain a historical connection with older beers. As a grouping, the notion is relatively modern, since beers of this strength category would not have been abnormal in past centuries. Do not use this category grouping to infer historical relationships between examples. This is almost a modern British specialty category where the special attribute is alcohol level. <laughs> 
right. So that you thought might help us figure it out actually just confirmed how dumb this is. Gary, <laughs> I mean this with the utmost respect, and you know that I have nothing, nothing but respect for you. You've done me a great service, but fuck you. Jesus Christ. How am I going to write a recipe for this? You can't. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, no. Just just move on to characteristic ingredients. This is going to be great. Characteristic ingredients for this style. Grists vary, <laughs> often based on pale malt with caramel and specialty malts, because that's Britishy. Some darker <laughs> examples suggest that dark malts, such as chocolate malt, may be appropriate, because British people do that too. Although, though sparingly as to avoid an overly roasted character, because British. Sugary adjuncts are common, British, as are starchy adjuncts, maize, flake barley, and wheat. Do I have to use finishing, all those? Finishing hops are traditionally, what do you think? English. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Britishy. <laughs> God damn it. This is the dumbest. This is so style. rough. Like, just absolutely atrocious. <laughs> oh, I don't, no. I honestly don't know what to do here. I. Dude, just, like, put all the Britishy stuff you can into it. That's what you gotta do. No, so, alright. I, I Listen to the style comparison. Just, uh, guys, I'm really sorry about this episode. I don't know what to do with this style. I honestly don't. Hopefully everyone else sees, like, how ridiculous this style is. No, there's probably somebody yelling at the radio right now. Like, but, uh, well, let's com- let's look at it logically, though. When we compare it to all the other styles we've done... They've been even, super narrow. Even the broad ones have made sense. Well, because they, it's like, these are beers that have this in common, like, this ingredient. Like, smoked beers. Like, you can do all kinds of things with it, but it's gotta be smoked. <laughs> You can do all kinds of things with it, but it's got to have this sour characteristic. This one is the only one that's like, you can do all kinds of things, but it has to be this nationality. Like, it doesn't doesn't make sense. It doesn't fit with the rest of the styles. That's why we're getting angry at it. So chat doesn't make sense. (laughs) Chat threw up, is it the Queen of England's hops? And they're joking, (laughs) but here's, here's the legit truth. If you go to England, the queen has, like, an official stamp that she puts on things. Yeah. So she could literally put her stamp on, like, this is the queen's hops. Like, so Heinz is the queen's ketchup. Oh, is it? Yeah. There's, there's, there's even a queen's brand of cigarettes, like, that she, <laughs> that she put her official stamp on. So you, you, can, you can buy the queen's smokes. Because that lady, like, she's 90-something and smokes like a chimney. Does she? Oh, yeah. I didn't know the Queen smoked. Oh, no. Uh, England smokes a lot. Like, Well, I know a lot of people in England smoke, oh, yeah, no, I didn't the, know the Queen did. I, oh, yeah. I didn't know she didn't. I had never thought about yep, it. Yeah, no, the saying. Queen smokes. That makes sense. Oh, they're She's also old the, as hell. Uh, well, Thomas is very proud of you for how much you've learned. Well, thanks, Thomas. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Uh, so I have st- learned a lot. This style comparison, guys, you guys are going to be, you guys are going to flip your shit. If you're driving, <laughs> pull over right now. Take that road beer that we cheers to earlier. 
and slam it. And then op- then reach back into your backseat, grab that second one out of the case. Not that we're condoning it. No, but we know that if you had one, you have more. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, so style comparison. Significant overlapping gravity with old ales, but not having the staler age character. So far, so good. A wide range of interpretations is possible. Should not be as rich or strong as an English barley wine. Stronger than the stronger everyday beers, strong bitters, brown ales, porters. More specialty malt and or sugar than American strong ales. Why did you bring American strong ales into this? That doesn't belong. We're looking for Britishy. Britishy. More specialty malt and or sugar character. So basically what you're saying is like, it should be more different than this. Uh, <laughs> it shouldn't be the same thing as an right. American strong ale is what right, we're man, saying. You go, over, you go over vital stats, commercial examples. I'm going to start trying to come up with some sort of recipe. I'll go over vital statistics. Statistics. It was late. That was I, a really far away echo. <laughs> We're at the Grand Canyon now. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Fuller's 1845. Harvey's Elizabethan Ale. J.W. Lee's Manchester Star. Samuel Smith's Winter Welcome. And Young's Winter Warmer are your commercial styles. Th- that is to say that these probably consider themselves something else. Because who knows what this is supposed to be. <sighs> what a what a nuts style! This is, I I'm so excited to go back to sours because those make sense at least. I actually am too. At this point, like I'm ready to go to something that's a little bit more sensible. This is nutso. This is just bonkers. It's I don't kind understand of brutal. it. Are you done? Did I miss? That's it. Oh, um, that's, that's it. it. We're done talking oh, about man. the All style. Right. Uh, so give me a. We're done talking about the quote style. Uh, well, it's, not, it's not one. I have no idea what this is going to like. I'm trying to compare this to something that I know and I'm just having an issue. Um, I like well, the amber malt. All right. So here, here's what I have. I'm going kind of middle style because I like it. Yeah. Um, thinking nine pounds of Maris Otter. Like just get a ton of Maris Otter in there. That seems good. Two pounds of amber. That's British. Malt. Yeah. No, I, I, I we're doing. We're I, Britishy. I know British ales. Like that's that's yeah, that's my, that's that's my one specialty. Yeah. And that's what makes me so mad about this <laughs> style. Like, like, can, like you got Maris Otter. That's Britishy. Let's go. Right. That's the, then two pounds of amber. Yeah. Um. Then a pound of uh, medium crystal from Simpsons. That's Britishy. Yep. Uh, and then because they're like, throw some adjuncts in there. <laughs> I'm going with flake barley. That's also pretty Britishy. Yeah, yeah, like I would go with roasted barley, like, uh, but I feel like then I'm going to end up too Irish. Yeah. Yeah, no, we want to go Britishy. Yeah, it didn't say anything about Irish. No, we don't so, want So uh, that gives me a starting gravity of 1069. That fits the style. Yep. Uh, hops. I mean, what is the most British hop you can think of? I don't know, EKG. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Either that or Fuggle. Actually, let's do let's was, do both. I was thinking that. I was thinking Fuggle let's or EKG, and then I thought, well, if we want to be extra Britishy, both. Yeah. All right, Fuggle, you're getting in there. Uh, and you know what? We're gonna do a 30 minute edition as well of both. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 
like you want to be Britishy halfway through too. Oh yeah, no, you, like you, you, we're going full British. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like you want to be British at the beginning, the middle, and the end. I, I like. I feel. I feel really bad about this episode. I really do because this style sucks. Yeah, I feel bad for our listeners. I don't feel bad for making fun of this style. No, no. Oh God, no, no. Because this is dumb. But as far as our listeners go, like, sorry that the that this gives is me fifty IBUs. <laughs> That yeah, might that, that might fits the it does it, style. It feels way high though. If I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna bump up the crystal by a little bit just to increase the sweetness. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I think. So then uh, it's gonna give us uh, 1074, bring our bitterness down to uh, 48 and a half IBUs. Um, you can scale down the hops too. Uh, well, no, I like because we want a big hop flavor because it talks about that. Yeah, I guess that's true. And we want a big Britishy hop flavor. So, I mean... Do we want to move it up, like, 15 minutes, then, or...? No, so basically, I'm looking at this as a, like, almost like a double IPA. Like like an English double IPA. Right, like an English double. It's just double Double English. Double English. Double English. Dude, I'm still trying to find blood sausage around here, man. I'm so mad about that whole thing. But... (laughs) All right, and then... I Double was, English is what we're calling this. We're going to go with some London Ale from uh, Y East. Because I like that yeast. All right, so here's here's my final recipe. or Yeah, final recipe. Nine pounds Marisotter, two pounds Amber, two pounds uh, Medium Crystal, one pound Flake Barley. Uh, we're going to do an ounce of EKG and an ounce of Fuggle at 60, and then an ounce of EKG and an ounce of Fuggle at 30. Uh, and then we're going to ferment with uh, London Ale yeast. That gives us an uh, OG of 1074 nice. with uh, almost 50 IBUs. There's 48 and a half IBUs. Uh, color 20 SRM, which is still in that range. Yep. Estimated ABV of 7.7%. That'll do it. Um, and Can I suggest a name for this? Oh, if it's better than mine, I'll be very excited. If it's the same, I'm going to be very Well, excited. I was going to go with Britishy AF. Oh, I was just gonna call it fuck Gary. <laughs> oh no! But no, British EAF is way better. <laughs> I'm gonna go with British British AF, but well, uh, yeah, this beer is British AF because <laughs> like, that's what the style wanted. I I man, I I'm so I really hope uh, our next style is a lot more dialed in. I really hope so too. Yeah. I didn't even look at it yet. It's uh, it's Wildale. Actually, this one is is very broad, but at the same time, but not a nationality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, it's. Oh, uh, Thomas says we should name it. Don't fuggle around. Ooh, I like that. That's, That's actually cool. really good. Or fuggle you, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> like that those too. Are, those are really good. Those are good names. <laughs> I think we should go with Fuggle You Gary actually. And he's he's with us. He's like, you have to be flipping kidding. Why don't you just call call it Beerish? <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm glad that Gary or uh, Tom. Thomas. I'm sorry. I got so worked up with Gary. <laughs> uh, Thomas, I'm glad you agree with us Like that this style doesn't make sense. No, not at all. If 
that like if other styles were like this it'd make sense but this is the only one in the BJCP I'm pretty sure unless the next four are like this it's alone in that it's just like be pretty British you just like <laughs> ah, I it's frustrating it really it is, is because it's it's got like there are no beers that are like it should be super American-y or like it should be very Australian. No, I, well, we have those beers and like that I, are different. Well, so I, I understand he probably ended up with a bunch of styles at the end that were just kind of like in a group. And he's like, well, I don't know what to do with these because there's there's really no commercial examples. But what you do is you add more historical examples in the thing you said, like you were talking about historical examples. You add right. more styles. You could have more styles. You can. You don't have to stick to 80. And also, well, we came up with the 80, but well, but either way, like it could also go into specialty category. Yeah. Like the fact that you put it in British beers. Or straight up, just call it British Other. Yeah. Like if you if you named it like miscellaneous British beers or something like that. Yeah. I would be completely fine with that. I would too. Because you're not you're not trying to make this category that doesn't exist. Yeah, it should be some sort of like uh, there should be some sort of annotation on it that says like this isn't necessarily a style, but there are a lot of beers that don't fit a style. Yeah, and that's well, and that's the best part is, well, that's kind of why we did this whole like eighty weeks of style stuff is we. We want to know what the base styles are so we can, like, try beers that are outside of it and know, right. okay, so this is where they started and this is where they went. Yeah. Like, that's the point of the base styles. They're not supposed to include things that are out of the styles. Exactly. And that's okay. Like, you can have, you can brew a beer that doesn't fit a style and that's cool. It can taste amazing and that's not a problem. You shouldn't be ashamed of it. It shouldn't be a bad thing. You should... You should experiment and create your own thing. That's cool. We're doing the styles so that we can know, like, okay, let's start with this. Like, you can start with one thing, change it, and then create something that tastes awesome that's not really in a style, but you've started with something. And it's kind of cool to be able to point back to the thing that you started with. Yeah. All right. Let's get out of here because I'm angry. I like that. (laughs) Like, oh, man, that uh, damn it, Gary. All right, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in tonight. Fuggle you. Uh, or, I guess, tuning in today. When at, whatever time it is that you're listening. Uh, patrons, thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, if you're a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios or click on the Amazon link above our homepage. Do your Amazon shopping as normal. It really helps us out. You guys have been doing a great job about that, uh, so thank you a ton. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at studios.com. Or you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash studios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.